You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. All going on, mashallah, beautiful. And uh, yes, everyone's firing on all cylinders. But uh, to add the cherry on the top is none other than our very own Ibrahim Badacha, my Ibrahim Ba, astute businessman, also a brilliant uh, civic worker. You know, he does so much here, humanitarian. The superlatives to describe him, I will run out of it. But the man, he walks the talk. That's the bottom line. Ibrahim Ba, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I know you had a hectic and a very busy day. How are you doing, Ibrahim Ba? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. To you, Brother Shafat, and of course, the listeners out there to Radio Merkaz Sahaba. Alhamdulillah, it is said that uh, don't talk of your health unless it's good. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to make an exception. Yeah, I'm just coming off the tail end of the flu. And uh, yeah, I'm getting strong every day. And of course, looking forward to the show. Ibrahim Ba, you talk about the tail end of a flu. Is there a bug going around? Because I could feel something in my tummy. Uh, mm. The family is feeling it. Is there a bug around? There is. There is. And the thing is, lest we say it loudly enough, suddenly it'll become COVID. You know, you know the story. So, oh. yeah, yeah, let's let it be. Huh? And then they tell you have one of those phony PCR tests you pay of arm and a leg for. <laughs> And everyone is suddenly COVID positive, and then we come with a lockdown, and the usual nonsense applies. But uh, yeah, there is a bug going around. Yeah, as uh, you talk about it, I drink a lot of water, maybe lemon and honey and so forth. Have it, people. Don't forget the haldi also. Ibrahim Ba, you know, looking at uh, what's happening around us. But let's get uh, straight into our topic. And uh, the one I'm looking here, it says... uh, uh, yeah, this is what it says. Clean or cheat sheet. Laws around the world that could get you fined or imprisoned. This is frightening, Ibrahim Ba. What <laughs> is, I mean, tell me, what's it all about? They look at me, they say, hey, that mm-hmm. looks like a Muslim from Afghanistan. It's on the hey. Afghani hat, everything. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's a, a cheat sheet, this guy. Talk to us, Ibrahim Ba. Yeah, well, it's basically this cheat sheet they talk about. It's a list of... Uh, uh, cities uh, globally where you could get in trouble for one reason or another and some of the penalties are rather harsh some uh, you can get out get away with a fine and expulsion if you're lucky so uh, let's run through it you know and the thing is what must be understood given the uh, how shall I say uh, the uh, unwarranted in many instances criticism of Qatar as a World Cup venue we all very uh, aware of the forces of evil, the Western forces that were finding every nonsensical excuse to dig up and create some sort of dissent and division and try and uh, paint Islam in a bad picture. But anyway, uh, Allah is always there for the righteous. And of course, they, their efforts failed miserably to start off with. On the contrary, it has opened the eyes of so many of the uh, Westerners that were visiting there insofar as the beauty of Islam goes. So uh, it has backfired horrendously on them and good for them. Anyway, coming back to our topic, as you know, every country has laws that are different according to the nature of the people, the surroundings and what they believe, uh, you know, should be uh, the norm as opposed to whatever the Western world wants to foist on you. So uh, sometimes, uh, you know, if we look at the different value systems, and uh, I guess if you are, 
how should I, hey, you know, just like devil may care, you don't care really, you don't believe in God, you're an atheist and things like that, then these laws, they say, are against, get this, against worldwide concepts of human rights. You notice more and more they keep uh, harping on the uh, issue of human rights. Whatever happened to God's right, he's the creator, he's the almighty. He brought us onto this earth, but nobody speaks of him and all they talk about is their nonsensical human rights, which, uh, you know, is just a figment of the imagination given the way they behave. Anyway, uh, top of the pops, of course, is the United States. Their boss, uh, apparently their basketball star, Brittany Greiner, I beg your pardon, uh, who was going back home after being arrested uh, on a charge of having a uh, cannabis. It's illegal to go to Russia with cannabis and uh, they make big story about her being a two-time Olympic uh, gold medalist and all that nonsense. And of course the real agenda is uh, that she's a LGBTQI plus 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 activist and uh, she was arrested earlier this year for being in charge in possession of cannabis oil and sentenced to nine years, get this, nine years in prison. And uh, the only reason why they got off the hook now is because uh, that uh, arms dealer, Victor Boot or Bout, whatever you care to call him, a Russian guy that was selling uh, arms, ammunition and whatnot else to all and sundry. But the irony of it all is that the biggest warmonger on earth is the United States itself, selling all kinds of uh, weapons and other means of destruction of the human race. And they have the gall and nerve to say that he was doing uh, uh, supplying weapons to terrorists. They are the biggest terrorists on earth and it's time they woke up and realized that. Uh, going down to Singapore uh, in the east, uh, this is a funny one. <laughs> you are not allowed to import and sell chewing gum, would you believe? And if you are caught uh, chewing mm. gum, yeah, 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 and you are fined. And uh, it's to help, according to them, uh, improve the cleanliness of the country. And exceptions are made for dental and nicotine gum only. When, and that when purchased from a doctor or a pharmacist. And uh, get this one, Thailand has a ban on import, export, sale, and possession of vaping products, would you believe? And that is since 2014, November. Uh, all electronic cigarettes, e-cigarettes, etc., are illegal. And anyone found breaking this law could be arrested and face jail time or a fine. And this applies across the board to local and foreigners. Uh, coming to uh, Africa, Chad. This country is described as being very conservative, has several laws and uh, deemed immoral. And that could send you directly to prison. Basically, there should be no uh, public displays of affection, no same-sex relationship, and you must get a government permit to take any photograph as such. Even with a permit, it's illegal to photograph military and police assets and personnel, airports and government buildings. So uh, one must refrain for that and be very careful. Germany, on the other hand, it's illegal. <laughs> this is amusing. It's illegal to run out of petrol on the autobahns and to stop on the, on the highway, of course. And uh, German authorities view this as a situation that's totally preventable, that uh, you know what distance you're going to be traveling, you know that it's the autobahn and 
if you go too slow on it, they fine you as well. So uh, you calculate it and fill up your tank and make sure you get the other end with enough to spare. And uh, further, you could, uh, furthermore, you could only enter and exit uh, in the in the marked interchanges, no nowhere else. You cannot even pull over on the side on the shoulder, and that you can only do unless your car breaks down. And don't even think of walking to a petrol station; you get another fine for that. Now in Italy. Feeding the pigeons in Venice has been illegal since 2008. And uh, you could get fined something like uh, oh, about 11,000 odd rand if found in violation of this law, very steep. I guess uh, the city officials uh, banned this feeding because the uh, local pigeons in uh, St. Mark's Square were literally despoiling all the statues that uh, are protected under the UNESCO status. So uh, all the acid uh, from the droppings were really causing problems. So if you get caught feeding the pigeons, then you better have almost 12 grand on you. Indonesia, and this is, uh, I think, very apt. Uh, the parliament recently banned sex outside of marriage with a punishment of up to one year in jail. And uh, the lawmakers approved a new criminal code that will apply to Indonesians and foreigners alike. And uh, the code, interestingly, will also prohibit cohabitation between unmarried couples. And lastly, seeing that uh, the LGBTQ is being shoved down everyone's throat, Uganda has forbidden same-sex sex, sexual activity. And under its penal code 1950, uh, it criminalizes acts of carnal knowledge against the order of nature get this and I salute Uganda for do that and of course gross indecency and it carries a maximum sentence of life imprisonment if you are found breaking this law so good on and Uganda you know they should apply this law even more seeing that uh, you know they are on such a drive such an aggressive drive to promote the the homosexual and other perverted ideas in the world so uh, that's the cheat sheet we are talking about huh I tell you, very interesting indeed, uh, Ibrahim Ba, and I really enjoyed listening to that. And as you said, uh, full marks to Uganda for being very vociferous and uh, strong against uh, what is a divine injunction, which, uh, you know, appears, the story of the coma Lut appears yeah. both in, in the Bible and also in the Quran. And in other words, if you ask the Westerner, you come from a Christian background. What has gone wrong with you that you have taken... <laughs> The, the laws of the creator and you're swimming you're actually swimming against the tide and that, yep. uh, you know that, uh, that 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 proverb comes to mind you know the sanskrit one yep. he whom the lord wants to uh, destroy he, he first mad. makes <laughs> mad and all even our government all gone mad stealing looting uh, the people themselves I, no respect for anyone no, so the it is it's imminent that mm. yeah yeah, the divine uh, decree will it take will come, its course. It will come to pass. Make no mistake, Bob. Whether you and I are going to be alive to see it, Allah knows best, but uh, it's coming. Make no mistake. Yeah, absolutely. It will come, uh, Ibrahim Ba. And uh, I see that uh, Dr. Mtia Suleiman is giving uh, government some alternatives, and he says, hey, leave it to me. I'll take the care of schools and hospitals and uh, other infrastructures, and I'll give, give it to us. In three years, we'll be running that. You get your act in order. Uh, mm. 
and you know he's got, he's got the backing of big business and he says you know he's confident that this country will come right he's a very big optimist uh, ibrahim ba because he even talks of uh, you know i've been in war zones he said and look at my success rate your comments uh well yeah you do need a healthy dose of uh, optimism in these uh, bleak and uh, uncertain situations that we are faced with in this country in more ways than one I can support that because I am the proverbial optimist as well, despite how dark the future looks. The thing is, there's that spirit inside one, you know, that human spirit that Allah has instilled in us, divinely instilled, that we shouldn't take things like this lying down, especially when a safety, security, well-being, and uh, protection from all the uh, inverted and perverted. Uh, morals that are being forced down our throat and uh, yeah i believe that uh, look firstly if you got the support if you got the money if what you are doing is right in the eyes of uh, you know the, the normal people and of course in the eyes of the creator then if you believe in what you're doing allah will send people to help you and he will open that path to success for you i firmly believe in that i've seen it happening in my own life and time as i do every day and uh, good luck to him with that the thing is my main fear is all the naysayers and the thieves and the looters and everyone else that are sitting there firstly they will not give him the permission to do that i've seen it happening in a smaller scale every day when you try and do something else they put red tape in they put more hurdles in they say there's no funding they'll use every trick in the book to stop you from doing something good so uh, it seems that there are demonic and dark forces out there even in this country from the top to the bottom that are hell bent on seeing the destruction of Hey, our our society, our civilization, our way of ways of life, and of course the beautiful country itself. So, if Imtiaz feels he can do it, then I will pray to Allah that He makes it possible and gives him every support to make it happen. You know, it is not impossible. The thing is, if you can sit as adults and and assess any situation, any problem, and you have the will to put things right, you can make it happen. and uh, the only warning as i say is you know you get those uh, people that will infiltrate and they will try and undermine all the good that you do so that is the only uh, thing that one has to be wary of and look out for but other than that inshallah if it comes to pass that they do give it to him then by all means i'm i have no doubt that he'll make it work yeah he's got a uh, you know phenomenal success rate i recall going with him you know he was there in uh, uh, mogadishu in mm. uh, what was it 2010 Africa, yeah yeah and it was a lovely meeting there and south africans the turkish and erdogan's uh, you know was mm. on all the billboards there in uh, mogadishu they were you know quite powerful there mm. and then uh, subsequently when we came back he gave a uh, report back and he asked me to be the mc for the function that was at the nmj hall And, right. uh, yeah and he had all those uh, you know pictures taken mm-hmm. a memorable uh, memorable moment indeed but uh, i really found him to be uh, you know quite sincere in what he does and it seems you know the money doesn't matter to, uh, for him you know this doctor him tasuleman has started this and uh, he's come a long long way now ibrahim ba when you look at uh, yeah we talk about pro tips for parents uh, traveling with the uh, little ones what tips you have for them Well, everyone who's a parent, I think, uh, knows full well what it entails traveling with uh, with children. There is a saying, very tongue-in-cheek in the travel industry: "There's only two ways to travel, 
uh, either first class or with kids. <laughs> so that that is what they uh-huh. say. That if you are traveling with the with little ones, I mean, I'm talking mm-hmm. about toddlers as such. Yeah. Then and this I think pertains to taking a trip by road, uh, basically, right? And uh, seeing that it's that time of the year for the summer vacation that's going to start in earnest in the next few days. Uh, one has to plan, uh, and there's a few tips that one can pass on for stress-free travel for the parents. Uh, first of all, make sure that your car is roadworthy and safe for the baby as well. Make sure that your car seat is installed uh, correctly. I'm talking about baby's car seat, of course, if you're planning on traveling by road. And uh, parents with babies often opt to travel by road rather than flying because a it's your own private uh, conveyance. It is less stressful, less noisy. You can stop wherever you want, when you want, and it's easier to work around feeding and nappy changing schedules. And uh, also, uh, your little one is exposed to fewer people. Of course, this is important, especially we are talking about bugs going around earlier. So if you opt for a road trip this festive season, make sure that you have a safe rear-facing car seat for the baby to sit in. And don't ever be tempted to keep baby on your lap as it's dangerous for all concerned parties, baby included. And lastly, you can have a baby on board sign. So if you're traveling that little bit slower for whatever reason, you won't be driven off the road, hopefully, by one of these massive rigs or trucks that you see that's causing such a mayhem on the road of South Africa. Yeah, Ibrahim Ba, provided they understand the language. Yeah, they won't <laughs> exactly. even know what. Exactly. That is another story altogether. Well, this is headlines, and I'm reading it, and I'm saying, hey, this is so many, so many liters of sewage, raw sewage, and so forth. Sewage uh, polluted beaches in Durban pose uh, pose threat uh, to holidaymakers and the environment. What's happening to this dunya of ours in the Indian Ocean, Ibrahim Ba? Well, same that's happening all over the world. I mean... You know, it is said that there's enough on this earth. Allah has blessed everyone enough of everything. And there's always going to be enough for man's needs, but never enough for man's greeds. And uh, this, unfortunately, is a situation that they'll take the money anyway they can get it, uh, it, even if it means destroying uh, humanity, destroying the environment, and so on and so forth, as long as it's uh, another way for them to make a quick buck. So... uh, yeah, the, I, we had a meeting with the Frontline Hotels uh, just uh, earlier today uh, just to discuss, of course, with the uh, law enforcement, uh, cleansing and other agencies of the municipality. You know, it was just a meeting that we convened for ourselves because of the fact that uh, we realize what the circumstances are, what the situation is vis-a-vis the state of the beaches and the water more particular. But also the uh, safety and security and cleaning and all that impact that's going to happen over the next, uh, say, about a month or so, starting from mid-December to mid-Jan. And uh, we shared a lot of information with them, including uh, the uh, E. coli levels and uh, other inside information. And uh, while some beaches were... Uh, okay, a few of them were okay. Uh, they were under the threshold. Some were marginal. And uh, the rest were over and above. And as I indicated in that last uh, 
program we had the tests taken independently on the 1st of uh, December. That's like uh, two weeks back. Uh, they still hold more so the state of the water uh, in the Amgene River going upwards is uh, horrendous, right? And uh, not only it is because of the heavy rain that we've just experienced this past few days going uh, last week, uh, and of course, uh, all the debris being thrown in by people living on either side of the banks of the rivers, and uh, wanton, wanton dumping of effluent, and I'm talking the real stuff here, Ba, by a professional co company that is well known to just about anybody mm. who's had blocked drains. And I'm talking about the big petrol-like tankers politely dumping raw sewage and other muck into the river upstream. And uh, when it was brought, the photographic evidence that I will share to you privately, uh, when it was brought to attention of the uh, powers that be in the municipality, uh, weak, lame-wristed responses. Oh, we were aware of it, and we spoke to the company, and they promised to give us in writing they're not going to do it wow. again. And damn it, they did it again. They did it again, and we're caught again. And still nothing's going to happen. So you tell me what's going on. I don't know. So uh, if you're looking, if you're looking at at that uh, tanker, I'd say, I'd say easy, easy. There must be, most probably, be a couple of hundred liters of that stuff in that tanker. And that's going straight into your water system. And then it's no wonder then the beaches get polluted because whichever way uh, the wind blows, uh, you know, over the ocean at the river mouth, that is which way that uh, effluent is going to go. And uh, this is so sickening, you know, because we also work with uh, another NGO called uh, Adopt a River. And they are paying much attention cleaning up the, uh, the Amgeni and other rivers, uh, you know, uh, going north and south, of course, and uh, it is shocking, really. And they were they were beyond themselves. They were blown out of their mind to think that this is the kind of nonsense that can take place. And the fact that they uh, powers that be just turned a blind eye to it. So these are the challenges that we are facing, and all for what? So you can get money quickly. That you pay the people to unblock their drains and their sewers and all that. You take all the stuff and put it into your 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 tanker, and then what do you do? You go and dump it in the river. This is not acceptable, not not by any stretch of the imagination. But then that's just one aspect of it. Uh, of course, the situation didn't happen overnight. We all had uh, full knowledge of what transpired with the flooding, and one must understand that we can give them a let here then you know, insofar as the uh, extent of the damage and destruction that was uh, wrought by that uh, flooding. However, April is a long time ago, Brother Shafat. You, you will agree with me, and by now, any, any local government or municipality that's worth its salt should have had the situation well under control, knowing that December is peak, peak, uh, festive season, summertime, where you need to need to uh, recoup whatever losses that uh, or devastation that was caused by the floods and, and uh, of course, previously COVID and things to the hospitality industry. Uh, unsurprisingly, uh, we are in the situation. I, yesterday, I'll also share that with you. The amount of muck and filth that filled the entire harbour, and I'm talking all that area around the uh, yacht marina where those mm. big... Uh, 
uh, roro vehicles, uh, uh, ships come in that bring in the, and take away cars from here. You couldn't see the you couldn't see the surface of the water. I'm serious about that. It was just full of plastic packaging, and just about every other debris and rubbish you could imagine. And that is our situation right now. And now you imagine that if you are coming from, uh, let's say, Gauteng or places north inland, and uh, you it's paying, you've got to pay money, first of all, your toll fees, your, your traveling expenses, fuel, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. accommodation only to be faced with this kind of nonsense. It's going to be such a disappointing time, and it's going to be to the detriment of the, of, of, of the region, uh, and in Itequini in particular. And uh, no amount of your trying to promote it as a wonderful and beautiful and clean and safe destination is going to help because uh, experience itself, personal experience, speaks volumes more than any uh, ad or other campaign to the contrary might be able to convince you. So uh, that is the bleak situation, but that hasn't stopped, surprisingly, uh, people from swimming. And they were last weekend, come rain or shine <laughs> or whatever, they were, they were full in the numbers. <laughs> And uh, they were they were uh, intercepted by uh, uh, Metro Police and other, and said, but uh, guys, you all know it's not safe. To... They said, no, we went in the beach yesterday. We are still alive. We're still healthy. There's no problem for us. Those are the kind of replies that we're getting. So uh, to couple that with the, just a question that I put to the uh, frontline hotel, they were, I think, uh, between the, get delegates that responded, they must be uh, uh, taking care of at least uh, a dozen properties on the strip, the frontline hotels, and the majority of them, and this includes timeshare as well, and the majority of them uh, confirmed that they, for the past week or two, they have already had 92% plus occupancy. Uh, So, uh, I don't know whether it's God's grace and good fortune and blessing on us in KZN, but uh, the people seem to have come in already and uh, uh, going forward, they says, yeah, they are fully booked for the festive season. So, inshallah, I hope for them that came that they have a fairly uh, peaceful, reasonable and enjoyable time in our city. And of course, we'll do our best to try and work together with all the line department heads and people on the ground to make sure that we give them as good an experience as we possibly can manage. Bear in mind that uh, the city hasn't, I don't know either way, uh, in a meeting this morning, I don't know whether the uh, burning issue of the overtime for Metropolis and staff like that for the festive period has been approved. If it has, well, thank God for that. If it hasn't, then uh, we're going to have to pull out all the stops to try and fill the gaps and make sure that uh, the basic essential services are still in place somehow. Yeah, Ibrahim Ba, even if you get volunteers, you'll find those that are striking will go for them and, you know, intimidation takes place. No, no, Ba, it's not that. There isn't a strike. The thing is, I don't know if you're aware of it, whether I mentioned it previously, but uh, they had got, the city workers had got their bonuses. And just the other day, it was uh, published in the newspaper that... Mm. uh, a further 73 million rand has been set aside as uh, performance bonuses in italics, of course, to prevent any uh, chances of a wildcat strike during the festive period. Now, can you imagine that now? Mm. Uh, I have no Shocking. words. Shocking. There's no uh, Nothing to justify. Yeah, shocking indeed, Ibrahim Ba. You know, sometimes uh, 
you just have to sit back, bite your lips, and yeah. uh, make, make dua. And uh, you know, ma- men like yourself also making a difference. That's why we embrace you and celebrate you. Prime Bar, the time has flown. Uh, your parting words uh, this evening. Surely it can't be the time of day already. Or night. You can. I don't know. I lose yeah. track sometimes. Nearly right. 28 minutes. Here's one for you. You can't just pretend that the things you watch and the things you hear and the places you visit, the experiences you have will not have an, on, not have an impact on your character. They most surely will. So whoever you are, whatever you're doing, whoever you are mixing with, wherever you are going, always put Allah first and everything else thereafter. I tell you, Ibrahim Ba, we leave our affairs in the hands of Allah mm-hmm. He's our, yeah, he's our judge. He's our, our everything. Jury, he's our jury, everything. And he's our executioner. Allah. Yeah. Allah. You Allah. know, and, and this is what, uh, you know, it just, uh, the, the the West can't understand that concept, you know, that uh, we have surrendered everything that we have, our own souls included, to Allah in the sense that uh, He determines what's going to happen to us as much as we'd like to think that we are masters of our own destiny. We most certainly are not. We have a free will, but then there's divine will that overrules everything. Well said, the Ibrahim Ba. And uh, you'll be leaving us for a few days? Yes, yes. Overseas? overseas? No, 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 no. Staying local. I got some uh, uh, family members that need some uh, help and support and things like that. I haven't seen in ages. So uh, I'll just drive up to Khoteng and see them spend a little time and then help wherever I can and then come back. So inshallah, Ibrahim Ba, have a safe trip. Uh, still have the tradition in you of keeping the unity in the family. That alone is a big bonus and you are an asset to the deen of Islam. You're an asset to whatever you do, Ibrahim Ba, even on uh, the platforms of Marqa Sahaba, the voice of the Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah. Ibrahim Ba, you have a beautiful evening ahead. We will talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Brother Shafat and our listeners out there. And once again, uh, thank you so much to you and the management for this opportunity to allow us to discuss and hopefully add value to the lives of our listeners. Absolutely, you've done that, Ibrahim Ba. And uh, yes, sir, people, keep it locked on to Marcus Sahaba for beautiful uh, broadcasting and lovely uh, uh, contents and knowledge coming through. Uh, thank you very much, Alukalo, for top engineering. Uh, time to bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.